after you break in the fourth wall. Is that what it's called? Breaking break the third wall? What does that mean? When you look at the camera, you're not supposed to do that. Are you making that up? No, I swear. You never heard of that? No. You've really never heard of breaking the fourth wall? No. It's a thing. Breaking like the fourth dimension. No, no. Fourth wall. I think it's called fourth wall. Am I, am I off base here, Raul? You never heard of this? Yeah. I swear it's a thing. I never heard of it. Yeah. Hang on. I think that's a, I know that's a no-go in porno. <laughs> Don't make eye contact to me. Is that the first wall when you like look the person in the eye? <laughs> okay. Uh, concept is in performing arts, separating performers from the audience. So you're not supposed to look at your audience or at your camera. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. It's a thing. I swear it's a thing. There's like. If you watch like bloopers of like some sitcoms and stuff, that's one of the things that they'll like, oh, I, I looked at right. the camera. Ha, ha, Talk ha. to the camera. Yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Unless you're doing like, I don't know, one of those shows where they stop in like the office or something. Because they always look at the camera. Oh, well, they do it on purpose. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. All right, well, cheers, John. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Everybody, welcome into another wonderful episode of grabbing on the brisket uh i don't know if anybody really listens to the show but uh, hey the, the people that several do, do. The, several the the uh, handful that does hey we appreciate you uh man uh your how's your week been uh pretty good pretty okay uh, my wife's been out of town all week for business so i've been uh at the house just me and the 74 kiddos doing mm-hmm. our thing so okay. it's been good obviously she gets back uh she gets back tomorrow so I spent the last day and a half really cleaning house. Okay. Doing laundry, doing all the stuff I should have done Monday and Tuesday. So Yeah. I think that's like the you learn that in like middle school, <laughs> maybe junior high where you progress. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's you know, gonna be your, home at five. Yeah, yeah. Well I'm thinking just more like uh you got like a, a project or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and you'd like have five months to do it, but you literally like, nah, I'll do it tomorrow, and then I'll do it next week and then it's tomorrow. It's due tomorrow. And yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. trying to like, mom, I need construction paper. I need uh, glue sticks. And you're like, it's nine right. o'clock at night. Right. When When did you get this assignment? When is it due? That's not relevant. Right. Mom, they signed it yesterday. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah. No. I, okay. So we're down a few guys. Uh, Jan, yeah. he is doing what he does, just gallivanting all across the country. So I think he's in, I don't know, North Carolina yeah. or South Carolina. He might Carolina. be a flight attendant now, I think. I think he's actually... He changed careers, right. just didn't say yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right, what a jackass, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt's not here. Matt's, uh, he's up north, I guess, Michigan area, uh, doing a little moving. So, yep. yeah, I mean. Big Al's still MIA, but well, we do have uh, we do have Raul in the house. He's here. Hey, I'm always here. I'm always here. So uh, one thing that kind of th- uh, crossed my mind is just, boom, right now. Um, with all the stuff that's going on in Texas and all these these uh, um, states that are just fighting the federal government or whatever, and you see all this like talk about civil war fixing to pop out, and mm-hmm. uh, there's even a movie coming out. I've seen a trailer that's uh, I think maybe here at the end of the year or something like that. It's civil war here in the United States, and they showed some weird like pictures. It looks kind of interesting, but then they show like these uh, um, look like a sniper or something like that. 
and he's sitting there trying to um, get somebody. But then they pan and show his fingernails, and his fingernails are all painted like blue, purple, pink, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh boy, what are y'all doing? They're hey, really trying to start a civil war. Yes, the oh. sign of a killer right there. Right, <laughs> right. You know it. You know it. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> like you haven't held a gun in ever. <laughs> But I was oh, I was shit. also thinking it's like okay so it, say it does spark off pop off, um, and we'll keep this centralized towards like barbecue. Which states do you want to be drafted onto your side? You know what I mean. Drafted is a horrible word, but uh, when alliance. We're, when, when we're picking teams, is what you're saying? Correct. Here? Yes. If we're picking teams and right. uh, and we're saying what uh, Texas is a team captain. Who's the other team captain, James? Ooh, Who are you going to say? Who's the other? What, okay, so Texas is going to be team captain for the um, South, the red color, <laughs> and who's going to be who's going to be team captain for the blue color? This feels bad. <laughs> is it New York? It's New York or, or California. California? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. California. Yeah, they're going to have to duke it out with each other. Like I'm sure there's going to be like uh, uh, some things going on, but uh, man, yeah, I don't know. Because I think in this movie, I think they have, like, Texas being, like, the big, uh, what would you say, the red state, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. But, uh, man, you, you know all the, the good food states <laughs> are going to join Texas, right? right? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, hey, as long as it's Texas and if we got, I'd say, Florida on our team, I think we're all right. Yeah. The, the only thing that would suck is if, folks. like stupid california is like in charge of like the kosher salt and stuff like that you know what i mean we can't get like salt and pepper here and we're like dang we're gonna have to barter some uh i mean i don't know i don't know what you're barter <laughs> you can have oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding oklahoma mm -hmm. we love you yeah we love you you too california yeah you gave us toby keith so we appreciate you <laughs> So we, we had a we had a wonderful weekend. We we got a uh, awesome interview coming up here in a minute. We got uh, John Mann. He's a um, SCA KCBS um, contest representative, and he, he's uh, housed up there. And I guess it's Anchorage, Alaska. Um, and I think it's probably a suburb suburb of that. I don't remember what it was called. I don't know. I don't I don't know anything about Alaska. I don't know if they have suburbs. I know I it's feel cold, like right? I, I just assume they're all in igloos, real close together. Yeah, you know I think I mean? it was. Uh, would you put down Eagle River? And I, mm. I kind of do this to like a lot of the guests or any any type of stuff that I kind of find interesting. I'll just pull up Google Earth, and I'll just <laughs> go to that place, and I'll just drive around just to see what's uh, see just see what's popping off over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was it uh, was it something? I mean, they they had a Taco Bell, they had a Walgreens. I, I saw a little brewery that was like right around the corner from the Taco Bell. I don't know if John's probably uh, did, did you see that. a name or anything or. Uh, it was a, I'm, I'm going to say it was like a, um, probably an Eskimoan type name. I'm not, I'm not probably Jeez. saying that correctly, but. Hmm. Okay. Eskimoan, huh? <laughs> the plural. What is the plural of that? I don't know. Eskimos. Oh, yeah. Eskimos name. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, and then I had to get off. So I, was I, like, I got a lot of Alaska questions for for our buddy john okay but uh, I, did, yeah. I did see i don't know if you saw that uh vladimir vladimir putin like he, he popped off and i guess the the state department popped off uh today as well uh but he thinks that 
I guess they had a got a like the short end of the stick on the um, uh, Alaska <laughs> trade or sale or whatever happened like hundred years ago. Uh, so they think that that deal was illegal, and they and they're like, I want Alaska back. I'd like to have that back, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like I need my ball back. But I understand there might be some oil there actually. So right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, nah. it's like. It's like both of ours, but we're just gonna keep it in my house. Like, come on, beat it, Alaska. I mean, no, no not Alaska, but beat it, Russia. Yeah. But I was gonna ask John, it's like, you might want to br- brush up on that Russian. And uh, hmm. I mean, you never know. Yeah, my uh, my sister bought a place up in Alaska. Hmm. Yeah, okay, like a VRBO or whatever. She's like renting out or something, but they go up there once in a while. They like it. My brother-in-law is a big hunter. Okay. He does all the hunting and fishing and stuff. What are the odds of getting, like, eaten by a polar bear in Alaska? Uh, I think it's like 1 in 12. 1 Is in it? 12 people get eaten by a polar bear at some point. In their okay. Life. What What are the odds of, what, what are higher, either getting eaten by a polar bear or getting, like, trampled by a moose uh, moose is more common for sure okay yeah, it's like one in six because so trampled you got not wor- necessarily to death but yeah you're gonna have a run-in with a moose gotta at least one worry time. about the 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 mooses the mises the mises yes the mises. all right there it is <laughs> did we pronounce that correctly Rob? <laughs> i don't i don't know man i'm over here reading this this message and i'm i'm just cracking up at you guys <clears throat> Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of ways to die or get trampled up there. I'm pretty sure uh, polar bear probably seems like the worst. It's a that's a big freaking bear. That's it's the biggest bear. I don't know if you knew that. That's mm. the biggest bear, bigger than a grizzly bear. Mm. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I knew that. Okay. Also, I think their their hair is clear. Yeah, it's like the, a reflection of the snow or yeah, something. They, correct. Right. Right. And they are the only bear that. Um, actually craves human blood really they actually like the taste of human meat hmm. okay. rest of them like they'll just they'll fuck you up they'll like uh play with you and like maybe bite you a couple times but they don't really they're like they find you disgusting <laughs> i find most of us disgusting too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would imagine what most humans do unless you're like jeffrey dahmer or something like that <laughs> right, then you're right. like, I, I like that. but polar bears are like hmm. like licking their uh their paws after they mm-hmm Munch on us? Right, right. Just bathing in it. Just like, yeah, now their fur's all red. Uh, <laughs> it's never going to come out. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's fun. A lot of Alaska talk. A lot I of think, bear uh, talk, happened. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, let's talk about this wonderful weekend that we had. We did have a great-ass weekend. Uh, we were out there at uh, Erica, Erica Roby, Erica Blair, um, her event. Which was the mm-hmm. Legends Barbecue Legends competition class extravaganza? Mm-hmm. It's better, I think she had a better name for it, uh, but it was really freaking cool. A lot of cool people out there. There's way more people out there than I expected, to be honest with you. Yeah, and we were out there. Right. Yeah. Which is also, weird. We were there. Yeah. 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 It's it like one of those deals where you're like, "What am I doing here? Like, you know, how what did I mean? we get here? How did we get here?" But then everybody starts coming up to us and just like. You know, like giving us hugs and the high fives and the right. shaking the hands and trying to get pictures and all that type of stuff. I'm like, I mean, it's great, but I was like, man, this is just, I feel weird. So uh, okay, <laughs> I just like I'm here to see you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was it was really cool. It was really badass. There was a lot of just like 
legends out there mm-hmm. uh, in the and and she she did a, a good job of organizing this event and if you uh, I think she said she's going to have this saying and I know I'm kind of scatterbrained here but she's going to have this saying I think a yearly type annual type event mm-hmm. where she's going to bring in these these live fire competition legend type people uh, and you get to come and experience all this and it's like uh, a class type deal to where you get to learn from all these 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 pit masters these pe- people that are just you know legends in their games mm-hmm. and and I think she's gonna have some stuff going on like maybe monthly uh, more of a kind of a um, yeah think, she said like a, like a, a we call it farm to market type mm-hmm. uh, dinners basically local farmers all the produce or whatever is gonna come from all the meats and whatnot and they're gonna put together these kick-ass dinners correct uh, i'm excited about that yeah i would definitely try to get to one of those uh, but yeah you're right there's some legends out there obviously we talked about it before but alfragoni was out there uh we hadn't seen him in a couple years at least not in person i don't think you, you weren't even there last time we saw him in person i don't think no uh, that was the first time me meeting him. Yeah, yeah we met him at the mbbqa a couple years ago uh rashid phillips who i had never met in person mm-hmm. he's out there we've been talking to him about getting him on the show so that's probably coming up uh our buddy over there at chicken fried bill purvis He's out there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little video floating around of James trying one of his chicken thighs. So if you haven't seen that, go check that out. Um, how good was that? Oh, it was money. It was amazing. Like the, I mean, it, it's it's something that you always like. That's what you pay the money for, right? Mm-hmm. To to go to these classes so you can see them in action. You can see all the processes and and the the injections, the rubs, the seasonings that they use, and then you get to taste the product, and you're like, shit, that's yeah. what it's supposed to taste like. Right. You know what I mean? It's like that's really the most exciting part. Like you want to learn it, all that kind of stuff, but you also really want to just right dig in. And also, I mean, there was really just no easy way of just diving into that thing because this thing was just glazed over. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I, "Oh, you're like, gonna have man, a red this beard." This is gonna be all over my beard and yeah. everything. And I was like, oh, "I just got to go in for it and go." Look like a polar bear eating a human. I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you had uh, Alfragoni doing his thing. There was. Um, they're making handmade pizzas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had uh, Rashid Phillips was throwing it down. He was also teaching people how to make their own uh, rubs. Yeah, which was pretty. I wish I would have got over there. I think I was still setting up some of the equipment or whatever, but that looked like a cool uh, little class he was teaching over there. But apparently, they did stuff the night before too. They had mm-hmm. like a class, and somebody from a People Magazine or something was out there teaching them how to like plate their foods mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff to make it better for the pictures and videos. Went and I'm like, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then I I get on on the social medias after we get home after I sleep all the way all the way home, <laughs> take a nap. Bro, do you got a picture of that? Oh, uh, I do. Uh, fired that yeah, up. Uh, it, that out there, man, just tuckered. Mm-hmm. Right there below Mike Myers, a little uh, a little boy just tuckered out. You know, yeah, I had a fun a long day. day of playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, thank you for that. Um, that's really good if you're not on the youtubes check that out um yeah anyway so after i woke up from my nap i get on there and they were like partying all night out there like mm-hmm. i seen alfred Goni live and i don't know a couple other guys they were just having a good ass time yeah they were yeah and uh, you can play that video I, I think i shot a video over to Raul. go and play that video but uh yeah uh this this is one of these events where it's you go to have fun yeah. like she you're not you're not uh it's not one of those deals where it's like a, a freaking choir you know to practice or whatever it is you got uh um yeah Raul's gonna play that video once again but it, they had the liquor out they had the beers out so i noticed uh al was uh knocking back a uh 
Coors Original. So I was like, there yeah, you go, I saw them bust out the banquets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they had a, a, a bunch of bottles of uh, some kind of liquor in that little tent. As soon as we got there, it was early in the morning. They had them all lined up out there. I was like, so it, I, I guess uh, all all that being said, like, hey, if this comes up again, if you have the opportunity to sign it for this class, go for it because you will not be disappointed. You come away learning a lot of great stuff. You come away meeting a lot of really cool people mm-hmm. and eating a lot of really badass food. And hopefully hanging out with us. Hopefully we go back and do this yeah. again because I had a blast. Then, then we, we were off in the, uh, uh, in the corner, so to speak, uh, letting everybody kind of do their thing. So we, we dropped a little um, podcast episode. We had Erica come on, uh, do a few minutes. It was very kind of hard to – uh, get everybody wrangled up as far as jumping on the the podcast to do some interviews, but we got plans on later on in the year to get these people on. And of course, we're going to see a lot of them coming up here next week when we go to the MBBQA. Um, mm-hmm. Lost my train of thought there, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was a blast having her on. Uh, and that video, if you guys haven't already heard that episode, it should already be out, so go check that out. Uh, also, we had uh, David from uh, Fat Kid Snacks. He's out there in mm-hmm. Arizona, I think. Uh, and he was out there helping Alfragoni. Those guys were busy. Like, we thought we were going to be able to get some more folks on. Mm-hmm. They were busy. Like, if you want to attend one of these events, you're going to be, I mean, it's busy. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff. You're going to be learning a lot of shit. And like James said, you're going to be having a lot of fun. So. Yeah. I think one, one of the things that Erica did, she she, um, she learned from another event that she attended. But um, they had this thing set up in, like, four different stations, five different stations. And it was, like, maybe two hours with each station or whatever. Uh, and they split everybody up in little groups. So it's not just everybody just at one station right. trying to get their hands on, you know, it's like a small, intimate, select group right. of people that you get, boom, you get your hands dirty. You're in there with chicken fried. You're in there with Bill Purvis showing you how to break down a chicken, showing you how he does his ribs. And then he takes gloves off and then you put the gloves on and then mm-hmm. now you're doing it. Now you're going taking this, the, the fat off the back of that chicken skin, doing the injecting all the stuff that he was doing. Uh, I'm just sad that I wasn't close enough to get all them secrets. Right, yeah. So Come I was like, on, move to point the camera that way. Yeah, we're kind of set up behind him. I'm like, can Go. we just move this table just right next <laughs> to theirs? Clip the lapel uh, lapel mic to right. the back of his shirt or something like that. But, yeah, she did it. I thought she did a great mm-hmm. job setting it up. Uh, it was Excellent pretty host. genius. Excellent uh, host. Yeah, the way she broke them up into teams, like, and I think there's like maybe between four and six in each little group. Mm. And, but she didn't just like throw them out there. Like like I said, they met the night before, so these people are already comfortable with each other. So it wouldn't have been like weird to ask questions. I know me, like if I'm in a group, I'm like, I don't want to ask anything. I'm just going to sit here and learn what I can and not say anything. But they're basically all friends at this point already because they've already spent a night of drinking and mm. hanging out and partying or whatever. It was. I thought it was just a really smart setup, a really good way to do it. So be on the lookout. Go to, uh, I think it's bluesmokeblair.com. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw some links down below for you, too. Yeah. So uh, she's a hoot. I was talking to Kel about that. He was like, man, I'm so jealous you got to go to that thing. He was out at the Sheds event. But uh, he said he's trying to get her to come out to MBBQA. She may be there. I don't know. So, okay. We'll see. Be on the lookout. We'll see. Can we get that video up? And oh, yeah. Hey, we're we're right, there it is. little bit of uh, what Alfergoni was throwing down here. You got a huge picanha there. He did a bunch of those. So basically with Al, you get a lot of meat and veggies. He makes veggies look good. And then here's the uh, the frog chicken. Made that shit go viral. Yep. 
Yeah, he's got the, I think it's like mozzarella in those uh, those peppers cut in half. Yeah, and I think he drops the mozzarella on top of those pep, uh, on top of those sausages oh, as well. Oh, dude, that was so freaking good. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you got, you probably didn't eat the cheese part, I but did it not was, eat the uh, cheese. it was freaking good. And he had some of his, uh, what do you call that stuff? The uh, chimichurri mm-hmm. on there too. Really, really good. And he, yeah, you said he got four different cookers out there. Uh, I want one of those so bad. Yeah. A beautiful thing is that this happened like every two hours. Right. So once this right. was done, it got cleaned up, and the next again. round of uh, uh, people came in, and they started again. So we, we had picanha, we had sausage, mm-hmm. we had, uh, you know, ribs. Chicken, pizza. Pizza. And we just kept coming walking and coming around. and coming. I mean, every, we had everybody's food out there, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rashid was walking around with his pieces of chicken because he was running the offset smoker. I got some of Rashid's oh chicken. Oh, my God, there. that was good. Yes. Like, I was just like, oh, cool chicken. I think I he grabbed like, some uh, Wagyu shit. steaks as well. Yes. Yeah, he had some big-ass tomahawks. Mm-hmm. They looked money. They were good. They were really good. The pizza was good. Super cheesy. There's a video of uh, Jan somewhere. Some, I think... I don't know who posted. Somebody posted. He's got fucking cheese all over mm-hmm. his face. It's really yeah. And y- y'all didn't tell him nothing for how long? <laughs> I was trying to tell him because we were like, I was like, it's longer for. He was just talking normal and everything. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Like, it was so good. It was just like dripping. Right. It's like <laughs> it's a, it's right there, and he's like, Ugh, it just moves somewhere <laughs> right, else. Right, right, right. <laughs> Did I get it? You're like, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> got it. Yeah. I was walking around, uh, and uh, this uh, gentleman had a bottle. <laughs> That was in a uh, brown paper sack, this little specs bag. And uh, I saw him pour something into somebody else's cup. And uh, I think everybody is kind of saying goodbye and, you know, trying to get some photos with people. And I was like, what's in a cup? Or what's in what, what's in the bag? He's like, you want some? Uh, or he was like, he opened it up and it was a bottle of Buffalo Trace. He's like, you want some? I was like, yeah, I'll take some. This yeah. was out there? Yeah. I didn't see any of this happening. Correct. Yeah, this is right before the, and then we got suckered into, I say suckered into, this is right before we got, uh, um, I think it was um, our boy Fat Kids mm. rolled over the... the Cigars? No, the uh, the uh, screwball. Not screwball. Oh, curveball. Curveball. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, I can't even remember it. But the, rolled over the curveball uh, shots, and they were like, oh, shots, shots, shots. I was like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> I was going to take Buffalo Trace. I got Buffalo Trace. <laughs> Uh, I don't drink enough liquor for me to appreciate that. I like the curveball. It's sweet. It goes down like candy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I actually made some uh, some adult Capri Suns. Um, did I post that video already? I think I did post that video already. It's uh, it was tasty. I like drinking that shit. So okay, yeah. it's fun with my with my Vacmaster. Vacmaster. So that thing sucks, like in a good way. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's a joke. Anyway, uh, yeah. Put a code for that down below somewhere. Go check that out. Get yourself a vac master. Uh, there's nothing else you can seal liquid in. Seal like my that. meat. Yeah. Hashtag seal my meat. Yeah. Use the code seal my meat. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, hopefully, uh, my coworker goes out because he seems pretty interested in getting one of those. And I shot him the code or whatever. But I, I kind of showed him how that stuff worked, and you could see the the wheels turning in his head uh, about the doing the marinating, mm-hmm. doing the like the quick marinating st- type stuff. And I, I kind of explained the whole process, and I even showed him a video of some of the stuff that we've done. And he's like, holy shit, yeah, what's that? And then he, it's like Vacmaster. And then he, you Google Vacmaster, then he, like, Googled, like, wet shop vacs or something like that. I was like, you're on the wrong site, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, no, here's the link, here's our code, go check it out. 
that's fantastic. Uh, you got any more of those um, um, refreshing beverages over there? I got you covered, man. Okay. You want to slide into any, uh, the barbecue? Uh, yeah, let's do some uh, hot off the grill. Barbecue news brought to you by the MBBQA Barbecue News Magazine. Our buddy over there, Kel Phelps, uh, they got a little bit of news. So when you are hearing this, uh, MBBQA is coming up this weekend. So um, I should have wrote the date on here, but it's this weekend. If you're listening to this and this just came out, it's this weekend. It's going to be super fun. Uh, and the Saturday is the uh, the Fire and Flavor event. So uh, we will be there. We will be having a blast. Uh, I'm just going to give you the date. Do the date because somebody's going to listen to this episode two months from now and they're going to be like, shit, I'm going to San Antonio. They're going (laughs) to show up at that conference event. It's going to be like a bar mitzvah or something there. (laughs) Okay, yeah. It starts Wednesday. That is February 31st. Uh, The Fire and Flavors event. That's the open fire cooking thing. Uh, That's Saturday the 3rd. It's going to be a freaking ball. We're going to have a blast. Um, And there's going to be a lot of cool people there. Lots of good food, and uh, uh, here's another little bit of barbecue news for you. The boys at Grabman the Brisket here were invited to be the MCs for the uh, for the Live Fire event on Saturday, so we will be there. I, I'm starting to work on my rhymes, so uh, it's <laughs> M- been a while. MC James, right? It's been wicked, wicked. You know what that means, MC? So it's yeah. I'm gonna bring out the little DJ board that I have, uh, mm. my little uh, Casio keyboard. It's gonna be on. It sounds, yeah, sounds like, okay, you should do that. It's a great idea. All right, yeah, so we'll be out there. And then uh, the only other couple of things that got here is the, uh, which we've also mentioned, the Houston Rodeo Barbecue, uh, uh, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo World, world Championship, Championship Barbecue, barbecue competition. competition. Yes. Yes, there it is. The, it is the World Championship. Okay. okay. Like, I don't know if everybody knows this, and I know there's a lot of people over there at the, American Royal and the Jack and the, but this is the World Championship. Just kidding. I, look, I, look, I broke the fourth dimension, John. Fourth wall. Fourth wall. <laughs> Anyways, that's February twenty second uh, through the twenty fourth. It's going to be a blast. We're going to be out there. Probably that Friday. James will be out there more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's a. Um, moving on, Barbecue Austin. That's going to be March 1st uh, through the 3rd. And really the 2nd is like the big day. That's that Saturday out there. There's going to be lots of folks out there. There's going to be live music. Uh, I don't think it costs very much to get in. I think it's pretty cheap. So come out there and hang out with us. And then once we're done turning in our our, uh, our meats and whatnot, we're going to go find some tent to drink beer and have a freaking blast. So. Yeah, the cool thing about that is the, the all the teams, they um, – they have concerts going on and it's just a big fundraising event. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in, there's no cover to get in. Uh, but then there's like, there's freaking like Kevin Fowler playing or there's, um, there's a, uh, you know, what, last year we, we saw drawn to blank here. Mm, who did we saw? We oh, saw uh, Sammy Kershaw. Yep. Or? Sammy yeah. Kershaw. Uh, we saw several other like Texas country artists or whatever. Uh, but it, it's a big event, so you go in. It, you got to buy beer. Uh, so, but every tent is pretty much available for you to go in. Uh, but you just got to you got to buy the drinks. Um, Did we buy drinks? I felt like it was all like part of it. I don't know. Nah, I think you had to buy them. Okay, I believe you. Because yeah. that, every every beer they sold was like. Oh, that's right. I think they were taking like donations or something. And donations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it was a freaking blast. It really is. And the way that they do it, most competitions you compete and then you hear if you won or not like that evening or that afternoon. This one they don't do that. You don't hear until the next morning. So all night everybody's anticipating being grand champion. So mm -hmm. everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's partying all night. I think it's right. a really cool way to do at least these big events like that. Like you can't really bust out of there that night very easily anyway. So you might as well just have a good time, do it in the morning and get it over with. Yeah. It's super fun. Love it. It's probably one of my favorite cookoffs. So Anywho, I think that's all I got for the hot off the grill barbecue news. Uh, we got a friend in the waiting room for us here. Or? We've got our buddy jumping in here, John Mann. This is uh, Alaska Barbecue Man, KCBS, SCA contest representative. Met him out at the uh, the Royal this past year. Awesome guy, maybe the best beard in barbecue. What's going on, John? Oh, I'm I'm actually sweating right now. I'm not coming to you from Alaska right now. We're on our kind of our uh we're snowbirding for the first time this year and we kind of call it our barbecue snowbird so we're all over okay. the lower 48 doing barbecue stuff love that that's love pretty that. badass yeah i looked earlier i think uh, i think it was probably like three degrees or four degrees <laughs> maybe maybe negative degrees uh there <laughs> in alaska uh so i was like man i really feel for him but i'm, I'm glad you're in florida man uh, what, what's the weather like over there you said you're sweating uh, is it yeah, back home it's 15 below, uh, Eagle River, Alaska, and today at Lakeland, Florida, it's 85. So I have a exact 100 degree difference in temperatures from home to where we're at today. <laughs> mm, that is fantastic. So if you live in Alaska, do you even own shorts or is it just pants all the time? Um, I'm in shorts uh, pretty much uh, the entire summer up there. It's a hot day for us up there. It's about 75 degrees, but oddly enough, it's hot at 75. I don't know how to explain that. There's some scientists that try to tell us why the angle of the sun or something crazy, but uh, I didn't pay that close attention when I was in high school with science, so I have no clue why. I just know that uh, I sweat once it gets above 60, so anything mm -hmm. above yeah, I'm I'm usually sweating. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like it cold, but for some reason, like uh, inside air conditioning, cold is a lot different from just outside cold. Mm. For me, I don't know what it is. Like mm. the wife can have it set at like sixty nine, seventy degrees inside the house, and I'm like, holy crap, this is cold. And then I go outside, and it's like uh, sixty. And I'm like, oh, let me just turn the TV on. And I'm out in the garage. I have a beer. I was like, this is perfect. I'm like short sleeve shirt, right. uh, jeans, no big deal. I don't know what it is. It, I don't know. That's weird. Science, weather. I mean, we're not science, experts. Science, science, Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the, the, I don't know. I, we uh, we turn our thermostat down to uh, about 58 degrees in the wintertime uh, while we sleep anyway. And uh, some of that's trying to save money being cheap, but most of it just so we can sleep i just got good news my the guy that we're renting an airbnb from down here uh just texted us about an hour ago and said he turned the ac on at home so hopefully i can sleep a little bit better tonight <laughs> before nice. the all to kicks off this weekend setting the heater at 58 holy moly that sounds mm. painful honestly yeah. yeah i guess at night if you're in bed it's not too bad but Ooh, True. You have to get up at some point. 
Yeah, I I sleep with the window cracked open in the wintertime and a fan blowing on me. My, my wife's laying over there with three blankets and an electric blanket cranked on, and she's uh she's a little different. She uh she gets cold at about sixty five degrees, <laughs> so we 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 kind of battle with the thermostat a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would lose that battle. My wife would kick my ass. Um. So you say you're down in Florida. You're for uh, you got a, some kind of barbecue competition. Yeah, it's a pig fest. It's the 27th annual um, pig fest uh, here in Lakeland, Florida. Um, it's a KCBS Masters and Backyard and um, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, actually, uh, it's one of the bigger ones. It's been on our list to here to try to try to get to. We've got. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of your big names. Um, I won't name anybody just because I don't have permission to tell tell them they're here. But um, some of the uh, some of the big names from all over the U.S. are, are down here uh, for this contest, and so it's it's a pretty a pretty big one. And um, if you follow KCBS, um, I know who you know you know who Carolyn is, and she's down here helping rep. So you know when she shows up. Um, it's a, it's a big, big contest, important place. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do at the KCBS up there in Alaska? Okay. Well, my wife and I, um, are contest reps. So we pretty much, um, I want to toot, toot our own horn here, but pretty much if anything happens with competitive, uh, cooking contest, whether it be steak or barbecue in Alaska, it pretty much goes through us. Um, we're involved in it. We are the reps for KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society, and SCA for the Steak Cook-Off Association. Um, and so we we actually run the contest um, for both of those uh, sanctioning bodies. And up there, we actually it's all the same same group of people and so they all cook both of them and all of our judges are cross-trained in all of them and all that so um, we generally have a combined contest uh, we have to keep them on separate days by rules of being reps for different sanctioning bodies we cannot have the contest on the same day so uh, that's a little bit of a hurdle that we have to jump through but um, Anyway, we have the three or four KCBS events every year um, for the last couple of years. And we had, I believe, four SCA events last year. Okay. Uh, SCA is a little bit easier to travel for um, with the small grills. So we get um, a lot more traveling teams come up. Um, we've had some of the big names, uh, you know, world champions come up and all that kind of stuff. So and compete for SCA. Um, we've only had a few traveling teams for KCBS so far, but that's what um, I'm hooking up with you guys. You guys got all the connections, right? So we're going to get, we're going to get all these guys excited and come up and uh, compete in their contest. Hell yeah. So you said it's basically the same group of guys that are doing, that are doing both, which I feel like it's a little bit of that everywhere, right? right. Like if you're, if you're doing the barbecue at some point, you're going to dabble in the steak. Right, at least try it out. But uh, how, how, what did you say, a group of guys? How big is this group of guys? How many cookers would you say there are in Alaska that compete? Um, our big, our big event is about fifteen cooks. Um, okay, we're we're just getting started with the sanctioning side of things, and 
Um, we've got two or three new cooks um, that have uh, decided to start competing this, this year. Um, sadly enough, they're some of my better judges, and so I, I'm losing some judging bodies there too, but uh, um, it's a little easier for us to get judges uh, than it is to cook teams. But, you know, a big event for us is about 15, you know, 15 SCA, and I would say 10 to 11 I think it's our bigger KCBS contest so far. Well, shit, we need to come cook up there. We could be top 10. Right. That'd be pretty good. The problem is, is we get our butts whooped by like like 10 people. We're like, oh, we're, we're not good. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to get you guys up there. Um, we can do some live content up there, and maybe on the side of the Kenai River and Catch some salmon or something, and have some fun. Oh, no, that'd be badass. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, John, how how does the whole judging thing work? Uh, as far as like getting other um, judges to come in to judge the, the the KCBS competition, do you have to certify them first, or do, do they have to be certified before they can go in and judge these competitions? Okay, that's uh kind of a loaded question a little bit but uh, do they have to be certified to make it work no not a hundred percent my goal is to have 100 percent certified kcbs or and or sca judges at every event mm-hmm. and i was able to pull that off this last year um, which is pretty remarkable in what we have um, as far as kcbs what they call cbj's certified barbecue judge um, we've held a couple different classes up there, and then we've also, we had, um, let me ask my memory sitting over here, Michelle, my wife, Michelle, was there three or four different traveling judges, about four different traveling judges came up, um, for KCVS and SCA this year, and, uh, one of them had almost 400 different competitions, or contests, um, that they have judged before, and uh, we were his second to the last state for him to actually judge in. He hadn't done Hawaii yet because Hawaii hadn't had a contest, but since the, between now and then, um, Hawaii has had their contest. He judged it, and so the he's got all but one state, which is North Dakota, right? Yeah, I'm looking at my wife. Uh, North Dakota is the only one, and the only reason he hasn't judged that one is because they haven't had any sanctioned contest yet. So, huh. a pretty remarkable deal. We we certify them. Um, um, I am certified to teach the SCA, the State Cook-Off Association, classes. And uh, so we try to have, um, I had two of them last year, I believe, last summer. And uh, we actually... For KCBS, I am not certified yet um, to instruct the CBJ classes. And so for that, we had to fly uh, certified reps in. Um, I don't know if you know of Rich and Bunny Tuttle, but they are personal friends of us. They've been doing this now for, um, they have been doing this now for about 35 years. And so they, they have been doing it a long time. So we flew them up. Um, and they taught, um, taught a couple classes this summer for us and ended up, we're getting about another 20 plus trained judges this year, um, up there. But 
So total, I would say we probably have somewhere around 30 certified judges in the state of Alaska. Um, about five or six of those are actually cook teams. And so I don't get to use them because we need them competing, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm limited to about, now let's call it 20, 20 certified judges. Um, and so it's, uh, it's, it's challenging at times, but, um, with the smaller teams, you know, I can get a bot, get by with using two tables of, you know, uh, six judges for KCBS. Um, but there's a lot more hands that need to be, or more bodies we need for help, um, with that. And so, um, I need probably about 16 people to really pull it off. And uh, so you can imagine uh, trying to get 16 out of 20 um, committed and showing mm. up on time and all that kind of stuff, you know, and no family emergencies. It, it, it can be challenging at times. So. But we got a good, tricky. good group of them, yeah. yeah. So you got to, I assume ahead of time, you've got to reach out to all these judges and be like, hey, I want to plan a contest. When can we do it? When are you all available? Or how does that work? Um, um, most of that is done by what's called the organizer that, um, that would be, let's say Grabham wanted to do a uh, contest in Alaska. They'd call, call and say, Hey, we want to do a contest. We're thinking here, we got our site. Here's the dates we're thinking about. Are you available as a rep to do that is kind of the first step. And then we pretty much just plan it accordingly with that. Um, and then we start bringing you know, calling people and recruiting judges to get them done. Um, there's a couple different processes for both of the sanctioning bodies that happens. Um, SCA, the people just jump online. It hits the website nine, 90 days, yeah, 90 days ahead of the head of the contest. If you're a certified judge, you can jump on there and sign up and you're in. Um, KCBS, it's actually the decision of the organizer as final decision. So you can jump on and say, I want to judge. And then it's ultimately open to the organizer to say, okay, I want you, 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 and you, right? And then at that point, they send a confirmation email out and says, okay, you've been accepted. Here's the dates and times we need you here. Please confirm. And, uh, then it goes on from there. So it's a little, couple different processes. But, uh, yeah, the, there's a lot of recruiting that goes on. And if we – what's nice is the judges, it's easier to travel as a judge. Uh, every event we go to down here four, five, six times a, a, a day, somebody comes up, oh, I really love to come to Alaska and I want to come and judge. And so um, getting people to travel up to judge – is a lot easier than getting them to come up and compete in barbecue. Right. So, um, you know, being able if we can put four, five, six traveling judges in there, um, it usually we're we're usually okay with things for now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So what you got to do is you got to trick them to come up. Tell them <laughs> they're going to be judges, but as soon as they get there, you like hand them a grill. Go, oh, hey, you're competing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I was planning to do with you guys. Right, exactly. <laughs> Up there and uh, and then, oh, by the way, uh, here's here's a couple of Weber kettles uh, and there's your steak. Good luck. Uh, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I am 100% down for yeah. that. 
Do you guys uh, always thought, like, again, I've never been to Alaska, so everything that I see about Alaska is probably everything that I've just, like, seen on TV Mm -hmm. or social media. Mostly polar bears and mooses. Yeah, yeah, you're just dodging polar bears and mooses and stuff like that. So, But uh, are there any challenges as far as, like, um, I don't know, getting, like, the the barbecue wood, the the briskets? Uh, I know I I see challenges. Like, I got a buddy that moved – uh, uh, stayed over to to I think it was Missouri, and he just could not find a decent brisket anywhere. Um, I think he had to go to Costco. Maybe maybe uh um I don't know if Sam's are out there or whatever. I was like, but that again that was like forty miles away that he had to drive to go mm-hmm. to to find a decent piece of meat. Uh, any any roadblocks or challenges that you guys have to jump hurdles there in Alaska? Well, first of all, let's let's dispel the myth that we all live in igloos and we take <laughs> we dog sled to Damn, work. I told you, John. It. I thought for sure. And all all the Alaska shows you see on TV, I believe about ten percent of it. The rest is Hollywood stuff on it. But um, we have WalMarts. We have uh, um, we do have Costco's. Sam's Club pulled the trigger on us and moved out, so we don't have Sam's Club anymore. But we've got. We have, uh, let's call them high-end butcher shops, right? The custom butcher shops that you can buy meat. And we have this thing that's called Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we got so, the internet, uh, so we can yeah, just pretty Amazon, much buy anything we need. Yeah, Amazon Prime is, is a lifesaver for us up there until they figure out uh, that it costs more to ship up there than it did the profit that they made selling us an item. And then they use, usually shut us off. But anyway. Right. Um, you know, Snake River Farms and, and all those guys will ship up there. Um, some of the guys are buying buying Wagyu briskets. I've got a couple, um, oh, let's just call it competitors that have a little deeper pockets than the rest of them. You know, and so they're buying some Wagyu. Um, most of our competitive are buying Prime Costco, usually. Um, you know, that's what I would buy if unless I just buy a choice brisket from Walmart and throw it, you know, go with it. But probably why mine don't turn out very well. But, um, but as far as, you know, smart chicken and all that, you know, we can get the same stuff. It's just a little more pricey just on the shipping. Our logistics of shipping is, is really what handcuffs us the most up there. Um, you know, i am been trying, we can get into the details later, but, uh, been trying to get equipment up there um, for our uh, nonprofit and our kids program that we we started. Um, getting drums up there. Um, oddly enough, uh, not, not oddly enough, but uh, one of your sponsors, SmokerBuilder.com. Frank mm-hmm. is uh, an old hunting buddy of mine from way back. Um, we connected, and and his Super Fifty Five drum kits are the easiest way for us to get things up there the cheapest um i have six drums up there right now um i'm trying to get a total of 12 by this year um for teams that want to come up um we'll have those uh drums available for them to cook on and uh so they can they can just uh ship their meat or bring it with them or whatever they want to do and we'll have all their equipment there for them ready to go um you know, as long as I don't have five or six teams coming up, you know, then they'll they'll get three or four drums. But if I get 
four teams are probably only going to get three and six teams. I'm only going to give them two. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I don't, I don't have the funding right now or the equipment, um, you know, to, to give all six teams that want to come up, uh, four drums, you know, right. That's, that's a lot of money and a lot of storage and, you know, a big ass trailer to haul everything back and forth to the events. <laughs> so we're working on that side of it, but it's, uh, it's still in the, the small steps side, sides of it. But. Well, that's a really cool thing to offer, though, for teams that want to fly in. Because, they, right, like if you want to barbecue, especially if you're doing KCBS and you need to smoke a brisket, it's it's hard to travel with uh, with Johnny and June or, you know, big right. offset with you. So if you got the smoker up there available and you can just roll in and, hey, I need to rent a couple of drums for a cook-off or whatever it right. is, that's that's pretty cool. Can you imagine just, like, wheeling that Super 55 <laughs> into the airport and you have all your, like, your your luggage just like uh your inside all your clothes it? inside no no it's my uh it's my what's my carry on no. yeah this will fit oh, sir you got to check <laughs> yeah. that yeah okay yeah. it fit on the last one right <laughs> well, that's that's a good idea for frank for a, for a new uh, accessory is you know a luggage tag for the side of your your 55 gallon drum exactly oh that'd be awesome hey you 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 barely touched on it there a little bit let's dive in a little bit deeper you got a non-profit uh ak barbecue inc let's hear about that all right, so we started that um, kind of two two phases. The, the The main focus we have for it um, is trying to get kids introduced to competitive cooking. Um, and I say it that way because I don't want to just say into barbecue comps, right? Um, because we do steak also. And there's a ton of ancillaries usually that are um, affiliated with all these contests. And so any, any involvement we can get with the youth um, – kids all the way to young adults um, get them introduced into the uh, the cooking sorry for the noise here I am outside at the contest and there's a big good <laughs> but um, so we started uh, this nonprofit uh, my wife and I it's AKBBQ INC so Alaska barbecue incorporated and it's primarily for just that we want to get the kids going so we're trying to do classes we're sponsoring all the kids' queue programs up here. Uh, we bought a bunch of new um, equipment. We've had some of it donated. Um, uh, one of the contests that we did this last season, we had 14 brand new kids cooking in. Uh, well, one of them was an experience. Let me rephrase that. So 13 new kids jumped in and cooked on our brand new Weber's, Weber kettles to get just cheaper and easier to get going. And so we had them cook pork chops and uh, had three different age divisions, basically elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, that's kind of how we broke it down. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, to help fund that program and to utilize some of the equipment also that we have need for our classes is when we came up with the idea, hey, if we can use this equipment, if we can get... Um, if we can get Stretch, Stretch, if you're listening to this, you need to get up to Alaska. We've been talking about it for two years now. But he, he owns, has a buddy lives up there, so I think he's going to be my first one. But to get Stretch to come up there and cook at one of our contests or anybody else, um, we'll be able to provide drums, tables, chairs, coolers, tents, whatever that whatever they're going to need. Um, uh, logistic wise 
and have it right there at at the uh, event forum. They don't even have to have to haul anything. They just fly into Anchorage, um, rent a car if we can't find them one um, to borrow. And then uh, what we're doing, we're trying to we're we're two fifty to three hundred bucks for the whole contest to rent all that stuff. And so we take that funds and turn right around and put it back into the kids program to help buy the meat for classes or help buy additional equipment and or hopefully someday um, purchase a big enclosed trailer um, that we can put all this stuff in and keep it all in a, in a storage trailer you know make it make it easier for everybody but that that's kind of the the gist of it we are working with um, Matter of fact, I was talking to Carolyn Wells just about 30 minutes ago with KCBS and talking about the military. We have a huge military base right right next to our hometown um, and trying to get military teams involved. And uh, so we're kind of working that working that avenue a little bit, too, um, and uh, trying to utilize some of the equipment, you know, for them also. That's so a that's, great idea. Yeah. yeah, we we started a GoFundMe thing on there. I think um, I sent you guys the link. Um, yep, we'll have that posted down below for you folks, uh, and any of the links as well for you to find uh, all this information. But I love that. So, so these the barrels that folks, the teams that come up and use, they can rent those, and then that money goes towards the uh, the the nonprofit for the kids. Absolutely, yeah. That's super cool. That's such a good yeah. idea. I I really want to go cook in Alaska. Let me ask you this: most of these competitions, I'm assuming, are in the summer. Yeah, our competition, um, our first one, um, we call it Break Up, Shake Up. It's been the first one every year. I'm assuming we're going to do it. It's a small one. Um, it would be similar to what you'd call a backyard down here, chicken and ribs. And we'll usually do another ancillary. But it's usually the last weekend in April. And the reason we call it Break Up, Shake Up, that's about the time the ice on the river are melting enough where they start breaking loose and floating down the river. And majority of the snow um, on the ground, I don't know about this year, but majority of the snow, we have record snowfall up there so far this year. Our house alone has had over 82 inches of snowfall um, this winter so far. And so it's going to take a while this year to thaw everything out. Um, But anyway, so you could safely say May, May through August, is kind of our we can go into september but that's kind of when uh, my wife and i are try to get started with our our traveling um you know american royal usually in the end of september however we got an extra month this year i guess they changed it to the halloween weekend yeah that's some so uh that's gonna be a blessing to us we can come down a little bit later but anyway oh uh yeah, and the hunting season too. Um, August, we uh, caribou hunting starts up, and uh, right into moose season, and and there's waterfowl season in there, and just about anything else you want to try to grill, cook, kill, and grill. Right. I was just going to ask. I bet you guys cook some different stuff up there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever cooked a moose. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's. It would be that'd be a fun ancillary to do. It's just people like their moose meat enough it'd be kind of hard to get them to let go of a of a bunch of steaks moose steaks Mm. to do um we do have a farm up here um 
that raises yak. And uh, so I am planning on um, trying to reach out to them to sponsor an ancillary. And so we want to have the great Alaska yak off. There it is. If we uh, do that as an ancillary and, and have them provide the yak meat and everything. Yeah. Pun intended. We, our favorite, uh, more, more, well, one of our more popular ancillaries we do is, is salmon, of course. Uh, we have an abundance of uh, access to fresh salmon up there. Matter of fact, uh, I don't know if you got to eat any of it at the at the Royal, but we brought 80 pounds of fresh salmon down nope. to share share with all of our uh, all of our friends and family um, down here. Um, I'll try this next year to save you guys some. <laughs> it's all it's all gone now, man. Yeah. Huh? Just We've, swing uh, through Houston first. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh we, man. Now I, I, I'm sure that I can get a mailing address from you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we can barter. Maybe we can send a little brisket your way in. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's I'll, do that. I'll trade. I'll trade pound for pound salmon for beef any day of the week. Let's right, do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the, the nonprofit sounds pretty badass. Like, I mean, we we've we've had other people on the podcast. Uh, can't think of the gentleman's name, but uh, he works with, uh, he's got a team here in Texas that he works with. And uh, I think they won the, one of the huge competitions mm-hmm. that they have for the the Texas teams, but uh, uh, being able to work with these kids and getting them interested in doing the competition barbecues and getting them interested in just cooking, grilling and learning that, that skill. And, and that, I mean, my goodness, dude, I wish they had it when I was growing up. I mean, I didn't get it into into cooking or grilling until probably into college area or right after college. And then that's when I kind of started my little learning barbecue game or whatever. But I kind of wish they was a – I would have been in like a, a freaking double Letterman jacket. You'd have like a pair of tongs <laughs> on my back or something. Like, yeah, on there. Brisket patches. Like It's like the the high, <laughs> the college football players. You just like little little stickers all over your helmet. Dude. I have like – 500 briskets on there little grand champion stickers yeah. Yeah. yeah the other kids look by and like oh, holy shit man that guy had a lot of brisket stickers yeah that would uh they didn't but they had some culinary classes and um and stuff like that when i was in high school but i was i was busy chasing girls and playing football and all the way through college that that's kind of all my focus was and you know, my, my smoking grilling was hot dogs and hamburgers, you know, mm. until uh, I got a little bit more educated and uh, older, I guess, and uh, started slowly getting into it. And uh, we got, we actually just got into judging um, to start with, because I wanted to learn how to cook better, to grill, smoke better. And then it turned into... Um, Seeing how unorganized and un, and uh, I don't want to throw everybody under the bus, but how unorganized and how cons- inconsistent everything was with the judging process in Alaska, and so we reached out and figured out how we could fix that. And KCBS sanct- sanctifying body was the way to do that, and so we got recruited heavily to jump in and do that. We decided to do it, and then uh, my buddies Ken and Brett were up there for our SCA contest and begged and pleaded and 
bought me drinks and all kinds of stuff to uh, talk us into doing the SCA. That's how they get you. Yeah, exactly. And um, so we we dove in into that. Our our goal with this whole kids thing, um, selfish goal I would put, was to try to get a high school team to where we can have at least enough contests where we can declare a state champion in high school and get that high school team down um, down to the lower 48 to compete in the National High School Barbecue mm-hmm. Association um, contest. I think it's in Branson this year, I believe. I'm, I'm not for sure when, but that it would be awesome if we could you know, do that. And there's going to be a ton of fundraising that has to be done for the logistics of bringing four or five kids and and equipment and all that stuff, uh, you know, down. But right now, you know, my goal, I look at it, I'm, I'm a retired school teacher. Um, that's the last job I had of, of many. And um, so working with kids is, is, is a passion of mine. And I, I coached at the high school level um, for several years and really enjoyed that. And so being able to get kind of back affiliated with that is kind of a goal also. So we're trying to reach out to the culinary teachers in the high schools and the local colleges and uh, job corps actually too. And some of the FFA teachers and, and all that to try to develop uh, some interest in it and get it, just get it going. And uh, once we do that, if we can, you know, get that, interest built then i think you know that that's we've got the battle won right there you right. know they're coming to us oh, we want more classes and uh i just know you know me me going on and putting a class um for kids they're gonna see this old guy with a big beard standing up there talking to them and they're gonna they're gonna clock out about halfway into it so my goal is to try to get some of these younger um, let's call them child prodigies, if you will, um, that are in the cooking and competing right now. Uh, I'm sure you know, you know, Riley with Steak Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we had her on. Love to get her up here. Caden Blake. Um, I'm sure you guys know who Caden is. Yep. Um, becoming pretty close with him and his family. I would love to try to get the funding and the and the money together to get them up here. And I'll put the class on, but have them actually be there and teaching and showing, you know, and telling their story. Hey, this is what I did to get into it. And, uh, you know, I really feel that the kids seeing that, they're going to be like, man, I could, you know, I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it. All I need is a grill, right? And, you know, we get enough sponsorships. Uh, we get them out there. They win their first contest and we get them a grill for the grand prize or, you know, however we can work stuff out like that, then, you know, then I, I think we get the ball rolling and it just, I know we're in Alaska and it's kind of a pun, but the snowball starts going from there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, anything you can do to get back. And if there's anything mm-hmm. we can ever do to help with that kind of stuff, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll do what we can. Right. Yeah. John, John ha- owns an airplane. So it's he true. Could I just, got all the airplanes. He could so just fly up could, whenever he wants. Whenever you need me. I mean, Southwest <laughs> doesn't fly to Alaska yet, but I bet they will in the next couple of years. As soon as they do, I can fly up there free whenever you need me. Yeah. Well, we've got, we've got the notorious Alaska airlines up there that, that the doors fly off on mid flight. So that's <laughs> air conditioning. Yeah. That's all fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, 
we actually love Alaska Airlines. I want you to be one of our sponsors. So we love you. <laughs> all that. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Hey, Raul, cut that. Right. It's <laughs> an anomaly. <laughs> no, I like I like to have a lot of fun. You guys, I love watching your broadcast and your podcast, whatever you're called. Um, and uh, just enjoy the lightheartedness and the, and the stuff you guys put on. I've learned a couple things, too. Um, mainly that, you know, that you guys think Texas barbecue is the best in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I born and raised in Kansas City, but oddly enough, I'm not a huge Kansas City barbecue fan. I don't like the sweet sauce, so that's usually Kansas City style. Now the burnt ribs, not burnt ribs, burnt ends, not burnt. I burn ribs. They burn ends. Yeah. <laughs> burnt ends definitely. I think Kansas City's got your hands down, but the Texas brisket. I argue with my Texas guys up there in Alaska all the time that. But I gotta admit that you know a good Texas brisket is is hard to beat. So I'll give you the brisket anyway. We'll take that W. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, John, we appreciate you, and uh, we're definitely gonna put uh, all the contact information that you got for me. And if you have any more, you can send it to me. We'll put it in there uh, down below for folks to find uh, the GoFundMe and all that stuff because we definitely want to help. We want to grow. We want to see some Alaska boys and and girls down here competing with us uh, and. I'm serious. Like, I want to go compete in Alaska. I think that'd be super fun. Well, let me, before I jump off here, uh, let me just give a shout out to um, Bears Den Barbecue as our state champion this year and got invited to the Jack. Um, they picked up a ringer with one of our other cooks and added him to their team to come down for, and believe it or not, first time um, down to the Jack, and we just thought, man, if they can, we can just hear their name, it would be cool. Yeah. And um, Big J's Barbecue, uh, Jason, he cooked their, their dessert for him and freaking took GC <laughs> the dessert, first place in dessert. Wow. That's amazing. And it was just crazy. And then um, they actually got, what was it, seventh place call? Um, seventh place call in pork too so those guys did an awesome job they're sponsored by three bears alaska which is a local uh grocery store chain up there and uh you know they're they're one of our big sponsors up there too providing meat um and and stuff for a lot of our contests so this is a shout out to those guys um congratulations proud of you and nsca i guess i should mention them too uh smoky hayes barbecue so tracy hayes um, in the open, what do they call it? The Cowtown Classic for the at the World Championship SCA. Um, Tracy Hayes, the dad, placed fifth in his division, and his 14-year-old son um, took seventh in his division. So he had father and son on the stage in the top ten of their divisions in the Cowtown Classic at the World Champion. So we got some good cooks. Uh, Love that. But we'd love to have you guys come come up and uh, and try your hand at it and and see if you can knock some of our guys off. Yeah. Hey, we'll give it a shot. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, real quick, your social media. It's uh, at k uh, at akbbq man. Is that right? Yeah, akbbq man. That's my last name. Uh, two n. Yeah, akbbq man, and that's Facebook and Instagram both and. It's also our email too at gmail.com. So anybody who needs to reach out, 
you know, jump on there, follow us, and stay up to date with everything we're doing. Perfect. Hey, John, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, enjoy that warm weather over there in, in Florida because it's still cold over here. Yeah, I will. I don't know when this is going to air, but um, we're headed to uh, NBBQA next weekend, so we'll we'll see you guys over there. I know you're going to be there. We'll be there. Am I mistaken, or are you guys competing in stake? We are. We are. Uh, Jan, his brother, he's not here tonight, but he's going to be out there doing his thing, so we'll oh, see. Cool. Yeah, uh, that, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. We'll be, it'll be a good party, if nothing else. Yeah, I'm. You know, that's for sure. If nothing else, we're going to have a ball. I promise you that. <laughs> promise you that. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for the invite. All right, thanks, brother. You John, have a good night. appreciate it, brother. You know, smoking meats isn't just cooking. It's an art form. The aroma, those deep flavors, the patience, it's a whole experience. And behind every great artist, there's the right set of tools. If you're aiming to build your own barbecue pit or dreaming of a custom design tailored just for you, SmokerBuilder.com has your back. Led by Frank Cox, their expertise is unmatched. Offering blueprints, kits, and insights, they turn every barbecue dream into a flavorful reality. Imagine your backyard, the center of attention, and at the heart of it, a smoker that's uniquely yours. It's more than just equipment. It's about crafting those unforgettable moments. And with the guidance of Frank and his team, you're setting the stage for magic. So whether you're a seasoned pit master or taking your first steps into the smoky world, head over to SmokerBuilder.com, fill up your carts, and be sure to use the promo code GRABTHEBRISKET in all caps to receive your 10% discount. Smoke on. Threw down some ribs last night. Used the chicks that smoke spicy rub. Mind blown. Dude, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the Chicks of Smoke spicy barbecue all-purpose rub, dude, it, it is a game changer for sure. Yeah, if you folks have not given it a shot, you need to. So honestly, your barbecue will thank you. Chicks of Smoke, it's at com. Bro, you know that new Dow Strong knife I just got? The ridiculously sharp one that I almost cut myself on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. But seriously, it made such a difference in my grilling. Every cut is so clean and precise. And it's true what they say, a sharp knife is actually a safer knife. That's accurate. And if our listeners want a new badass knife, they need to go check out Dow Strong. We got a discount link below right in our podcast description. And just be careful, they are sharp. Dow Strong, a cut above the rest. Hi, I'm Dave, host of the Beer in Front podcast. Every week, I'll talk about a beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way while we're getting those check-ins and badges. Sometimes I'm going to talk about a new beer that has potential to be a classic. You could check out the podcast wherever you listen, or you could catch videos over on YouTube and TikTok. Remember, sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. Cheers! And now it's time for Frank Knows What's Wrong With It. As always, sending your questions to 434-829-2299, or shoot us an email at info at grabemandthebrisket.com. Hey guys, Frank Cox here. I'm back with another question from Dennis F. I gotta look down to read it because there's a lot to it. I've heard that it's actually easier to maintain temperature on bigger offsets than on small ones. Is that true? Why? Great, great question. This is There's actually a lot to this. So we're gonna try to take it easy on you. And if you want the full answer, I highly recommend you go over to smokerbuilderu.com and we can dive in on the topic in there. But anyway, if, you, uh, if you've heard this, it is absolutely true. And the reason is, is because of this eighth grade science thing called thermal mass. So thermal mass, mass is equal to the density of something or 
not just the weight, but really how dense it is in such a small uh, thickness, let's say. So we're talking about steel here. So the thicker the steel plate is, the, the more density it has, especially if it's something like, uh, you know, stainless is much more dense, it's heavier. Uh, A36 carbon steel is really thick and heavy. That's what you normally have people build pits out of. So the density number of that material, there's a formula you can use. You don't need to know it. You can just accept what the smart lab guy said it is, but you can actually calculate the BTU's capacity that it has to store that temperature up as you cook. Now, what happens is as wind blows across something, we get this thing called heat of rejection. So the thicker the material is, the more BTUs it can store. Therefore, when you get things like wind blowing across it or maybe a, a sprinkling rain or something like that down on your firebox, it won't be as affected by, by that to drop temperature as quick. It'll be easy to recover the air temperature inside the pit. Now, when you get into thinner materials, such as an air compressor tank, those are typically an eighth of an inch thick, or uh, something like an Oklahoma Joe's, Old Country Pits, anything you get that's like at a box store of some kind, for instance, Academy, Home Depot, Lowe's, stuff like that, those are sold to be replaceable. They don't intend for those to last a long time. Some people have great results with those things and have figured them out, but other people are like, my gosh, I can't get away from this thing fast enough. The reason for that is, is that they're so affected by temperature change and wind, wind issues and leaks and all of that stuff, they just can't bankroll or store up the amount of heat that it needs in order to not be affected by those temperature swings. Um, that helps with your recovery time, if I haven't already said that. So anyway, there you go. That's my answer. It absolutely matters. And they are easier to cook on simply because they can store the heat longer. Um, now, just because I said that, don't go out and make yourself a pit out of like three quarter inch thick plate. It's not practical because there's a downside to how thick it is. If it's too thick, then you wind up taking too much BTUs to get to that capacity. It's gonna take so many BTUs to get that thing hot enough that it's gonna take you a long time to heat it up. So what's my official opinion on the best thickness? Quarter inch. If it's an offset stick burner, quarter inch all day long. Don't insulate it because I do want to get some heat of rejection. So anyway, Dennis, great question. If you guys have anything like this you want to ask, let's go. Send your questions into the brisket boys and I'll be happy to cover them here on the show. If for any reason your question is answered, you'll be entered into a giveaway. I'll let the brisket boys tell you more. Okay, that's like a, for me, that's a bucket list trip. I would love to go to Alaska and cook something. Yeah, I like what John's doing up there in Alaska with the with the nonprofit, with the kids, and doing the uh, all the competitions. It, it's it's a region that uh, it, I mean, he's he's growing it right. Mm -hmm. he, it, uh, and I I sure I'm sure everybody's gonna be thankful for it for years to come because uh, once he once you get that initiated, I mean, it's just gonna be right. It's gonna take off. You got to start somewhere. Correct. It's crazy because it's, it's a huge state. Like it's huge. It's the biggest, but. Not a ton of people up there, so it's hard. Like he's like, there's like maybe 20 teams. You're like, that's tough. That's yeah. tough to get them all together because they're not. I'm sure they're not all in the same town. So, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I meant to ask John if he like brushed up on his Russian. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I had a couple more questions I wanted to ask you, right. too, but I just, yeah. What happens if there's some teams that start sneaking in there? Like, ugh. <laughs> Well, Slovia, we're here to uh, cook brisket. I cook with the brisket. (laughs) Like, beat it. (laughs) You're trying to take us over again. We're not trying to get Red Dawn situation over here. So was was that an Italian accent? I don't know what it was. Did I sound Italian? (laughs) Forget about it. (laughs) It's the brisket. (laughs) You know what? A lot of my accents just blend together, (laughs) unless it's Australian, and then that comes in. Even that just turns into. Is that? Australian or is that New Zealand? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think Raul's making fun of us. Um, hey, we got a couple of quick mail calls. So we get mail all the time, and we rarely bring them in. But I felt like, eh, you know what? The heck, we don't have. Show let's, let's do some mail here, real quick. Show and uh, tell, guys. Try not to show my address if I can help it. But uh, this is from uh, Cock a Doodle Q, um, and it looks like it's uh, show them how to strut brine and injection. Uh, and this is, like I said, I'm literally pulling yeah. these out of the packages right now. I have not tried any of this. So, yeah. Cockadoodle Q? Yeah. I don't know why you emphasize the, the first word of that. Yeah, he what did. What do you mean? I, I noticed it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Maybe maybe it's just <laughs> There's no hyphen. Something wrong with your ears. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So, I don't know. It's a brine injection. I'm assuming that's for chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out and get some more information about how exactly we should be using it. But it looks, uh, looks well, good. Doodle Q. Let's go. Doodle Q. Okay. Uh, the next one we got here is from uh, Jimmy's Sauces. Uh, six Gun Grill Seasoning. This is an interesting bottle. I've never seen a bottle like this before. Hey, I could smell that from over here. Is it? Was mm. it that or your your other one? <laughs> it wasn't the cock a doodle Q, I don't think. Uh, oh, oh, no, there it is. It smells good. Uh, and then in this box, there's also some six-gun grill. Is this the same thing? Six-gun grill seasoning? Yeah. I guess, I don't know. Maybe this is a refill? I don't know. I guess this is the same. It's just coming in the package. It smells good. Did yeah, you, it did smells you, really good. Did you put some on your finger and taste it? I or? did not. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we're obviously going to try this stuff and and report back to you, but I thought we'd just share a little mail call because we haven't done that in a minute. Uh, it looks like we'll be cooking chicken because this all looks like chicken stuff for me, so. James? I'm oh, sorry. I'm just uh, reading the uh, uh, allergens list <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> the, yeah, the allergens list. And, and no knock on that th- stuff. I can't wait to try it, but it's uh, allergens. Uh, celery may contain cow's milk, eggs, mustard, soy, wheat, gluten. Allergens. Hmm. So Yeah, I can eat all that shit. So yeah. I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, little resellable bag. It's cool. Maybe we should get some bags like this for some of the seasonings you've been working on. I like how the mm-hmm. back of it has like the uh, what we call a step and repeat, uh, whatever. Um, okay. Anyway, pretty neat. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. I didn't smell the caca doodle Q, but uh, I'm sure it smells good too. <laughs> hey, everybody, we're going into the grab of the brisket. Beer you. You could have backed this up, Ralph. I mean, we needed that little extra baritone or. I don't. I don't want to embarrass you guys. I don't want to put you out of shame. Yeah, man. It probably would have been embarrassing. Um, this is what I do at nights <laughs> after we leave. <laughs> yeah. This is actually a studio for your. You bust out the piano. R and B album or what? What's going on? Yeah. It, remember what I mentioned us today. <laughs> Sultry. <laughs> this goes out to my woman. <laughs> oh, he's turning red. All right. So, what are we working with? 
Well, you brought this, but I can tell you right now, this is a Martin House beer. I can I can recognize that, uh, that little wrap anywhere. Uh, they always do a good job on the wraps. She got leaves and shit in her hair, though. You notice that? So we we've so, had uh, this this name. They've used this name before. On the uh, we had a mint one, Queen of the Mist, Queen of the Mist. Oh, really? It was like Queen of the Mint. I think that's what it was called. Hmm, I feel like you're making that up. No, it was Queen of the Mist or Queen of the Mint. I think it was mint because the can was all green. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm I saying remember that because a mint one. they have it sitting right next to this one. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, this is a whiskey and wine barreled aged plum sour. Mm. We saw their barrel aged uh, facilities up there. It was impressive. So I'm just cool. curious. So they age it for a while in a whiskey barrel, and mm-hmm. then they transfer it over to a wine barrel, and then age it longer. Mm-hmm. How does that process work? I don't freaking know. You're asking the wrong dude, Raul. <laughs> Is the top half <laughs> wine and the bottom half? Yeah, I think when they when they make the barrel, they're like in you know, interchanging the the little pieces of wood. Some of them are whiskey. Some of them oh, are wine. They yeah. broke the whole barrel down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then just then have all the slats back. and just like alternated all the yes. pieces. That yes. That's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. They did a good job, you I'm sure. You guys are killing. Uh, 10.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, 17.6 on the OGs, which I'm I'm sure I still don't know what that means. Uh, 11 IBUs, so no bitterness on this one. Mm-hmm. Brewed on June 14th, 2023. So June, it must have been in the barrel for what, seven months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it's labeled 2024, so they just come out with them. There it is. We're almost getting us in the mood here. Is that background music for this? <laughs> it's a, sorry, that was a Martin House website. Oh, oh yeah. They, when, they, when I just clicked on it, it came on. Right. They got one of those MySpace pages where music just plays <laughs> when right. you click on it. What's your top eight? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I've, I've never had that happen before. Sure. That's what you tell all the girls. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. It says 100% unblended. Good Lord, that's sour. Ooh, I wonder, okay, so it says, okay, so the, the original queen uh, was the um, first barrel-aged fruited sour that they've ever brewed there at Martin House. This version is unique as it was aged seven months in a mix of whiskey and wine barrels. So I'm thinking what they did is they had half the brew in wine barrels and half the brew mm-hmm. in whiskey, and then that just all got dumped into a mix, and then produce this. I, I could be just talking out of my ass. I have no clue if that's true or not. How do, how do they do, this is my question, how do they do the bubbles? Like when you keep them in a barrel or whatever, and then when you go to bottle them, like it's got to be getting shaken up and shit. Like how do they still have the bubbles in there? Yeah, the bubbles after? How does that work? You know, like if you have it in a wine barrel, and then you have it in a whiskey barrel, and then you combine it, it's going to get all fizzy and shit. Isn't it going to lose all the fizz? How does that work? I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying, Raul? Right. Yeah, but I thought he was going to give a legitimate right. answer. Yeah. He just looks at you like, I don't know. I imagine it's like uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when they put like the fizzy Lipton shit in the drink. So that's what I'm going to go with. They just got like one of the master Charlie Wonka brewers over there. He's just like, bawr, bawr, each Maybe can. Maybe they use tubes or something and it never like touches there. Maybe they're not I, like. I imagine it probably still shit. ferments and it still probably produces the carbon Dioxide that produces the bubbles. I mean, okay. 
Have y'all tried uh, mm. Martin House, the soured pickled beer? Oh, yeah. Mm. That's yeah. one of the first ones we did. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. How about the Salty Lady Goose? Uh, the Goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes? Yeah. yeah, we've done... I, I think say... we got some at the house. I don't think we've... Tr- well... <coughs> we've probably tried... I should go look. I bet we've tried close to 100 Martin House beers. Oh, yeah. We've done a lot of Martin House beers. We've done probably at least a half a dozen different pickle beers, versions of their pickle beer. They've mm-hmm. done a grape one. They've done spicy. They've done a Bloody Mary. They've done a bunch of them. So, yeah, I we say, like Martin House. Yeah, it, fantastic sponsorship um, brewery. Yeah, yeah, we've been trying. Yeah, we've, we've been up there their their brewery twice and recorded with them. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. So I, I rolled into AGB to pick up uh, our beer review, and of course they have the the the, the gal that uh, and she may be a fan of the show. I don't know. Maybe she listens. Uh, so she's like, I'm looking at beers, and there was one like it was Deadhead, uh, some brewery up in uh, North uh, uh, States area, uh, and it was like Deadheads is very just kind of like a Grateful Dead vibe of these cans. Like, oh, pretty cool. So I was trying to look up a little bit about it. Uh, they didn't have any Sixers, so it was a 12 pack. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not buying a whole 12 pack, of this right? Shit. Uh, but she's like, um, can I help you out? Uh, you need help with anything, sir? And I'm like, I drink more than you do, lady. I'm, pro- I'm a professional. Um, <laughs> I just hand her my card. I'm like, we be review. Um, do you need any help? Right. Can and I, I help I'm sitting you? there going through and trying to look at some of the stuff that we're really just trying to find a beer we haven't really reviewed yet. Right. And uh, this couple rolls by and he was looking for like an orange can. He's like, that's the only thing he really had to go with. Oh, it was like an orange can or something. So maybe he went somewhere else and got something. Mm. Uh, but I think it was a part of the 11 Below Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was helping out. But, I mean, I felt kind of like, like. I'll take it from here, man. Yeah. I was like, you're stepping on my ground here. I've already <laughs> helped plenty of people out here. I was like, where's my name tag at? You know what I mean? But uh, You should have worn your uh, rodeo vest. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> This beer is something, James. It's very, very tart. Very tart. Uh, it's tart to the point where it's 10.5% alcohol, and I don't taste any alcohol. I just taste tart. It's really tart. You, you definitely get a little bit of the wine taste, of the wine. And, I mean, I know it has plum flavor, mm-hmm. um, plum fruit, but definitely that that wine is, is peeking through a little bit more than what I would say the whiskey. I guess maybe a combination of both is what it pumps that alcohol um, percentage up. I don't hate it. I mean, it's... I don't hate it either, honestly. And I used to have more issues with sour than this. As long as it doesn't give me a stomach ache, uh, I'll be okay with it. I smell the wine. Like when I go to drink it, like the, what do you call it, the head on it? it is, or no, the bouquet. The bouquet? Yeah. It's got a whiny thing going on. I, I don't taste any of the barrel stuff. I guess that's just in the punch you get tomorrow morning. I don't know. It's, uh, it's good. It's, 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 I don't know. You go first. I don't know. I imagine this is probably going to be one of those beers that I like uh, the further I get down on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm not there. The more I drink it, the more I like it. The first drink, I was like, oh my God, what the hell? We should have split one. But yeah, I've never really been a fan of the sour beers. Uh, there, there's some in the very beginning that we tried that were just so just mm-hmm. sour and just bitter. And maybe, maybe with this having the higher alcohol content, that kind of like balances that out yeah. where I'm just, just like, Ugh, I'm just, Sucking on like a freaking one of the, like the sour candies or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Warhead. 
a warhead where I'm like, I don't enjoy this. It's not pleasant to me whatsoever. This is actually pretty good. I mean, uh, for someone that it's like, it gives you a little bit of that, that wine flavor, that little white wine smell. I'm like, okay, I can, with the carbonation, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of digging that, but I'm not digging it to, to extent where we're going to blow this out of the water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what I rated Snake Venom last week, but it's definitely higher in Snake Venom. You rated Snake Venom a six. Six. Which is a bold-faced lie, because that was garbage. I, it, it was a six as far as, like... If it was a bourbon, maybe. Right. <laughs> it was awful. It tastes like <laughs> shit. Sorry, Alex. Right. It's, I appreciate it, Alex. It was, it was fun like to a, try. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's like... A, so I was, I was watching... Uh, the family's been watching... Shameless. You ever watch that show? Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess Frank, the character Frank Gallagher, he uh, goes in a hospital, almost dies. He gets a new liver. Mm. And so he gets back, and he started brewing his own beer. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he comes with his ideas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – if they say, hey, you can have one beer a day. And he's like, okay, one beer. So now he comes up with the, the idea. Strongest beer I'm ever. I'm going to make the strongest beer in the world. And so he does, and he's throwing like he's throwing like bacon scraps in there. He's like everything is going to this fermenting pot. Ugh. Yeah, and it's like now he just goes into leftovers in the fridge and like everything. I was like, I don't think you're supposed to brew beer with this stuff. It's like, but anyways, so he creates his brew, and it's like a it's like a hundred and thirty proof. Oh my god! So it's pretty much like yeah the the snake venom, and he drinks it, and he's like, mm, great. Everybody else drinks it and like spits the shit out. And that's pretty much just what we had this uh, past weekend. Yeah, so exactly. I think if you drank a whole, I think if you drank that whole sifter, uh, the one that Alex got us, I think if you mm-hmm. drank a whole one of those, man, you're going to be. You're going to be screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I did the math. I can't remember what it was now. I want to say the 12 ounce bottle, uh, I can't remember. I want to say it equaled out to drinking like 14 beers or some shit like that. It was ridiculous. It was a lot. And I did like the little, they have like a little alcohol calculator online. It was all the beer. It was too much. Mm-hmm. It would, it would, like, that's why there's a warning label on it. If somebody tried to just drink one of those, you're going to get alcohol poisoning probably. I mean, if you drink it fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. There, I, I watched a video. Somebody was like doing, um, uh, at a party, pulled a bottle of water and just started chugging it. And it's like when you're trying to get that cool, crisp bottle of water and, he drinks like half of it, and as soon as he pulls it off his lips, he's like, "That shit, that was vodka." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't Anyways, do that. Internet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm kind of digging this, so I'm gonna probably go. I'm gonna probably go about seven point eight. Mm. Yeah, I like this. Okay. Uh, I don't know why that that sounded so much higher than the score I'm going to give, but 7.8, I am I was going to say, uh, and I am going to say, uh, it's good. It's, it is fruity. The more I drink it, the more I like it. I'm getting past some of the tartness and getting some of the fruit flavors, and it is really tasty. The first couple of drinks, I was like, what? I don't know if I can drink all this. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go 7.1. Right. I don't understand why it felt like the gap between 7.1 and 7.8 just sounded like a lot. Yeah, let's well, beer math. Right. I think it is. Yeah, seven point one is like, oh, that's you like that pretty good. Seven point eight. Oh shit, that's that's almost an eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like beer math. So how many beers do you have? I, I had one beer. Okay, well, how many beers do you have? I had a couple. I'm like, well, what is a couple? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I had a couple. A couple could be like five. 
<laughs> That's not real, but yes. A couple is two. <laughs> couple is two. Right, right. A couple is two. As in, me and my wife are a couple. All right. What about a few? What's a few? How many? What's uh, what? The, three or four, maybe? I'd say four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A couple is definitely two. So me and my wife are a few. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it really depends on good for you, buddy. What household is? Yeah, mm. yeah, love it. And I'm divorced. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. All right. Hope we can come back here next week. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, you have anything else you want to say about this uh, delicious beverage you brought us? I know we're good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, that's it. Grab the brisket. Let's point at you, Raul. You didn't sing. Oh, I apologize. That was. It's fine. Next time, you missed your opportunity. All right, so uh, I'm just gonna enjoy this tasty beverage while John uh, throws this out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just go, 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 go. Uh, yeah, sorry, I did not bring a barbecue fail. Uh, but if you have a barbecue fail that you want to send to us, that would be freaking awesome you can reach out to us at uh, info at grab them or you can call us and leave us a little voicemail it's uh, 434-829-2299 super easy and you'll be a winner you'll win some suckle buster seasonings and you'll be in the the running for our end of the year giveaway which if you've been following along they're badass we give away some smokers and shit it's really freaking cool um wherever you're listening go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe button Leave us a review that makes more people find us. We love that. And uh, anything you want to add to that? Uh, no. Uh, let me go and uh, tell you, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, slide over there and go do that. Uh, we're fixing. Uh, we're in the works. Uh, we got a lot of long-form content that's fixing to come your way, whether it's like tutorial videos or just us out and about in the wild uh, doing our thing with all these different events that we're, we're, we're a part of. We, we love to record the stuff and have you guys be a part of it as well. So go slide over to YouTube. Uh, if you're not already following us, subscribe, click the button. Mm-hmm. We'd appreciate Ring it. Ring the bell. Is Ring, that a thing? I don't is know. There a is bell? it? I feel like there's a bell. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There probably is. All right. Hey, as always, it's been great talking barbecue with you. Peace. As we close out, big thanks to SmokerBuilder.com and the MBBQA for their unwavering support. Absolutely. And cheers to Barbecue News Magazine, Suckle Busters, and Dow Strong Knives for their contributions. And you know Yeti always has our back, and Cooley Nation ensures our drinks stay perfectly cold. Lastly, props to Cambro Manufacturing and, of course, the Spicy Nut, the Chicks of Smoke Seasoning. Thanks to all for powering this show. Until next time, keep smoking.